0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to CMLive's brand new podcast, Behind the Game Face. The place to dig deeper behind the lives of CMU athletes. I'm your host, Mitch Fosberg, current sports writer with Central Michigan Life. And for this pilot episode, we have for us a very special guest. It is Mr. Colin Heffernan. He wrestles at 157 pounds for the wrestling team. Uh, Colin, his senior, just recently graduated with his bachelor's in political science. We dig deep into growing up in Cleveland. Uh, wrestling here at Central Michigan through his injury bang-ups, and we also get his takes on a couple big issues. But before we get into that, I have to have a very special plug for a little event here coming up soon. For uh, It's a very special charity event for St. Jude's Up All Night. Uh, Saturday, February 3rd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the MJ Murphy Beauty College, located at 201 West Broadway Street. There is a massive fundraiser that I feel people surely get out to. So pretty much what the event is is pretty much well you get a beauty cow or something like that. You can pick three things to have done to you. It could be a manicure, eyebrow wax, flat iron, a curl, or a paraffin dip. I hope I said that right. Paraffin dip. You can pick three for ten dollars. All proceeds help benefit the kids at St. Jude. Which let's face it, while their charity is better than helping kids, again that is a two in one west broadway street at the mj murphy beauty college saturday february 3rd from 10 a.m to 2 p.m it is a cash only event so i know for people like me who carry a card gotta make sure you get the atm but again saturday february 3rd 10 a.m to 2 p.m mj murphy beauty college 201 west broadway street help a wonderful cause now let's get to the talk All right, so I'm sitting here in the basement of McGurk in the media room with Mr. Colin Heffernan on the wrestling team. Colin, how you doing tonight? Doing all right, how about yourself? Yeah, hey, I can't complain one bit. So, yeah. most recent big news, uh, you just came back off from a shoulder injury, mm-hmm. correct? Now, yeah. you blew that out back in Las Vegas. Yeah. You were going great in the tournament. Uh, just take us through the match, kind of like, what happened exactly?
1: Um, So I was on top, riding kind of what they call a claw spiral ride, and um, the guy started coming up, and I was trying to take him back down the mat. and He kind of left the mat and, like, kind of—it's hard to explain um, unless you kind of see it on video. Um, anyway, he left. The, we both left our feet, and we came down. Um, and both his and my weight landed right on my shoulder. And uh, right away, I kind of felt it pop, and I didn't really—I kind of just kept wrestling. We went out of bounds, and I looked down. I could see my shoulder was really far out, and I was like, "Oh, that's not good." So I took injury time and. Uh, our trainer was like, "I don't know if you go back out there and wrestle." So we tried to go back out there and wrestle, and I just couldn't do it. Um, it was pretty far out at the time, so we were pretty worried. We originally were worried about me breaking the collarbone, and you know, the X-rays. Thank goodness, I didn't. So I was able to come back, and then, um, but it was a pretty good separation. So, but yeah, do you feel you're back at 100% now? Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, it still feels. It's, I don't know if the strength's entirely back yet. There's still some positions I get into where. You know, I don't feel as strong or it bothers me a little
0: bit, but um, for the most part, I feel like I'm 100%, yeah. Now, this isn't, this isn't the first time you had an injury. You hurt yeah. you, you your shoulder your sophomore year. You had a yeah. knee issue last year. Mm-hmm. Is there a different pressure just not only being injured, but being injured as an athlete? Um,
1: uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, any, any way you take it, injuries aren't fun. Um, for me, I guess I've had a lot of them in my college career. I don't, I, I don't know why that is or why it happens, but I guess it is, maybe, maybe it'll help me in the end. But um, yeah, I mean, it stinks, you know, when you get injured as an athlete, you know, you can't partake in sport you love and you're here to do, you know, and, and especially, you know, this year for me, I missed a month of my senior year, probably one of the bigger months of the year, in December we had, we were wrestling every weekend and I didn't get to, I traveled with the team, still got to be with my friends, but it's, it's entirely different, you know, when you get to out there compete than it is sitting on the bench injured.
0: So is there, like, any added pressure, like, even though you may not feel 100%, like maybe your shoulder, something happens again, like, do you feel pressure that you have to compete? Or do you feel like you know your limits, you know when to stop?
1: Um, a little bit of both. Um, I know my limits. Um, you know, that, the first match back I wrestled on Sunday. I tried to wrestle smarter, smarter style just because I knew it was my first match back and I didn't want to, you know, push it too hard. I kind of wrestled more conservative and, you know, tried to not, like, minute by minute knock off the rust. And then the third period I opened up a little bit once I started feeling better. But, you know, um, and then then at the same time, you know, I missed a month. So I'm trying to do everything I can to make up for the month I missed. And sometimes, you know, it might be hard to sit back and say, hey, maybe I shouldn't be doing this because my shoulder you Know isn't up for it yet, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, I, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to push myself
0: that much harder. And uh, also, recently, i know, like, you just graduated back in December. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming since the annoying me lined up with graduation, you didn't get to walk. No, no, All Right. Did that kind of suck a little bit, or yeah, I'm working on it
1: now. It, I mean, obviously, yeah, it stinks, but um, I, I'm working on it now. I'm going to try to walk in May. Um, with the other four or I guess Newt's not graduating but the other three kids in my grade that I came in with that are graduating so it'd be kind of cool to go out with them you know like have a weekend with our parents and our families and maybe be able to walk with my friends because I think they're both in the same school I'm not in their school but I mean again I already graduated so I don't know if that matters where I walk or whatnot but um yeah I'm gonna try to walk in May it it was it wasn't you know I didn't really want to walk in season anyway, you know, because we were up on the road, and it's just another thing for me to do, and a busy schedule, but I'm really hoping I could walk in May and enjoy that with my friends and my family and their families.
0: Uh, just to help people listening who don't know wrestling, you're, by your friends, who do you mean exactly? Oh, sorry, um, Hunter Rollins and CJ Brockie and Jordan Ellingwood. Yeah. So now we're getting into a segment that's called One Word. So I'm going to throw a situation at you that you've gone through. Okay. And try to sum up a one word, and if you feel too elaborate, you kind of describe it. <laughs> so. Uh, your first visit at Mount Pleasant. Oh man. How'd you describe oh, that one word? Long time ago. Um, Take your time.
1: Yes, yeah, let's see. So that would have been September of 2012. Actually, well, no, that was my first visit. My first unofficial visit was probably June 2012, I think. So that first day, okay, so one word. Um, so my first time at Mount Pleasant, rainy. Um, so I came up here, my sister had a softball tournament in Detroit, and it was kind of the beginning of my recruiting process to anywhere. So me and my dad decided we were gonna come and visit Mount Pleasant today, though for a day, you know, we had never been there. Um, at the time, Coach Mester was the assistant coach, and I called him, and we kind of met him at his house with Coach Borelli. And it was pouring rain, we didn't get to walk around campus at all, so we kind of got the abbreviated tour in Borelli's, uh, at that time he was still driving his old maroon trailblazer. And uh, so we drove around campus, the second time I was here, and um, for my official visit, it was a lot better. I guess um, the one-word experience was my official visit would be comfortable. I came here right away, and um, I felt comfortable here. I, as soon as I took my visit here, I just knew I wanted to come. I fit in with the guys on the team. I fit in with their culture, and I like the coaches. All right. First day of class. First day of class. Oh, wow. I know it's long ago. I yeah, I'm same boat class. as you are. So, um, I mean. Excited, I guess. You know, I guess that's a weird thing to say for class, but... I guess it was my first day of college. I'm trying to think. Okay, so this was, I had bio 110, and what else did I have? I had history 112, I think, were my two Monday classes, my first semester. And I was excited. At that time, I still I was, I was doing, which is completely different from what I graduated with, but at that time I was doing um, history education and history, or biology education. To be a teacher, a history bio teacher. So those those were my classes I thought I was gonna take, and that didn't work out. But at that time I was I was really pumped. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So
0: before your first practice, Mm -hmm. one word. Nervous. After.
1: After. Um, Still kind of nervous, I guess. I mean, I was really nervous going in there because. I didn't know what to expect. You know, I met most of the guys on the team before, but i never had worked out with them and never experienced a CMU practice. So I had, going in, I had no idea what to expect, who I was gonna wrestle with. And you know, if I was gonna get my butt kicked and I did for the first, you know, month I was here in the, in, in the summer after I graduated. And then after, I guess the nervous went away a little bit cause I got that first run of the belt, but you know, I still had four hundred, 600 more to go. So, and I still had no idea how that was gonna go. So I was still nervous, but I guess a little less nervous.
0: All right, so you graduated, and what was your degree in? Uh, political science, and then a minor in history. All right, so you went from teaching, trying to be a biology or history teacher, to political science.
1: Yeah, how did that happen? Okay, so um, my first, I was okay. I, I, so I was doing education in history, education biology, for some. Well, I didn't actually sign the major, but that's what I thought my plan was going to be. I took the biology class, realized I didn't really like it and I figured I should, I, social studies and history would be kind of along the same route. And then um, as time progressed, you know, I kind of had some you know, difficulties lining up student teaching opportunities and um, realized that that wasn't going to be the path for me if I wanted to graduate in five years. So um, I just started taking my uh, poli-sci classes, and my history classes, and then lined up that I could finish in four and a half. And um, I really enjoy it too. I um, I want to end up working in like economic and real estate and urban development. And I think what I really knew when I wanted to do that is I took a class, uh, urban geography, so GO 340 I think, which falls under my social, or poly sci categories. That's
0: when I really kind of fell in love with what I want to do and realized what I want to do. All right, so let's backtrack here for a second. You are originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Talk about growing up in the city kind of that big. Um, it's exciting, you know. Um, I kind of live in this pocket of this city called West Park.
1: So um, my dad's a fireman. And so he works for the city. And I think up in, until like four or five years ago, if you worked for the city, you had to live within the city pocket or city limits. So, we, where I grew up is, like I said, called West Park. And it's kind of a little pocket of the city where everyone works for the city. So, like, it was mostly police, fire, you know, sewage things like that. So all my friends growing up, their dads were police or firemen. So it was really cool. Like it's kind of a close tight knit community, but um, at the same time, you know, I'm a couple miles outside of downtown. I could get on the train and go down there. I'm right next to the 71. So I could ten minute car ride. It was really cool. You know, growing up in the city, you know, um, when I was younger, I guess all three sports teams kind of stunk. So that wasn't fun, but you know, it was cool. Like I literally, it's a little different coming to Mount Pleasant, you know, in Cleveland, where I'm from, I have everything within five, ten minutes of me. I could go to a professional sports thing, I go to an aquarium, a zoo, any museum I wanted. You know, here, you're more limited with what you want to do. So I guess it's kind of a little more culture shock when I came here, because, you know, I'm used to having everything I want right there, you know, right in front of me. So, But it was really cool. I really enjoyed growing up in the city. I wouldn't have had it any other way. And if you ask any of the guys on the team, they probably say I talk about Cleveland too much. But uh, I love it, and I wouldn't have rather grown up any other place.
0: All right, so you went to high school mm-hmm. at St. Edwards, am I correct? Yes. Now, if I'm correct, that is an all-male school. Yes. yes. Now, now, what was your dating life in high school? Also, how awkward was that prom?
1: Okay, oh, yeah. so, no, I didn't have a dating life in high school. I didn't have a girlfriend in high school. But, um, honestly, you know, I, well, first off, before I get into the outside of the dating life question, um, so the west side of Cleveland, which is where I'm from, West Park, um, most of these kids go to Catholic schools, and for us, we really don't have a choice. You either go to St. Ed's or St. Ignatius for a boy, which are the two big all-boy schools, and then if you're a girl, there's St. Joseph and Magnificat, which is the all-girls schools. So I guess, you know, um, people, it's not what people expect. You know, you, you hang out with girls just as much as you would if you're in public school, but you're not in school with them, you know. My sister went to St. Joe's, and I had a lot of friends that went to St. Joseph and a lot of friends that went to Magnificat. So um, we were still pretty close to them, but I will tell you that... Um, going to an all-boys school was so much better than people like, would expect. You know, every time I tell people that, they're like, oh man, that must have sucked. I'm like, no, it was awesome, you know, because like everything was so much more laid back, you know, you didn't have to worry about your friends trying to talk to girls or trying to impress girls or whatever. It you was know, just kind of going to school and hanging out with your friends every day. And it was awesome. Nobody really, really cared about what happened. You know, I wore the same shirt, tie and pants every day for like a month and no one said anything, you know. But the prom situation, um, so I went to two proms my senior year and you can only go to two of them. You can only go you go as your senior so I, um, I took my one of my really good friends still to, go to this day um, and i I took her to mine and um, I went with her to hers and it was fun art prom was actually at the Brown Stadium, so that was a really cool time and uh, but no its it's not any different than any other I would say public schools prom
0: all right definitely then uh what was the recruiting process like for you? I mean, your dad was a two-time All-American at Iowa, and Correct. your uncle Jim was also quite the accomplishment. He's in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. He's head coach of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Did you feel any pressure to get into the wrestling right away? Um,
1: no. I think my dad was when he raised me. He didn't want to be one of those kind of crazy dads that was making me do everything all the time. You know, I, when I grew up, I played every sport possible. But you know, still this day, you know, I don't. Baseball is still probably my favorite sport. You know, I love watching baseball. The Indians are my favorite team. I follow more than anything. I just wasn't very good at it. But, um, you know, he kind of let me do my own thing. And then, you know, we started getting, I realized that I, could, I might be able to do pretty well in this sport. When I was, like, in probably sixth or seventh grade, I started taking it, you know, I started narrowing down what I wanted to do and narrowing down just wrestling. And I started traveling around the country. And, um, and then I got to high school. We really picked it up. Um, I did nothing but wrestling all year, you know, traveled all around the country in the off season, wrestled 50, 60 matches in the off season. And the recruiting process, I guess, um, he was kind of hands-off for that, too. He kind of wanted to let me do my own thing. I mean, I took my visit to Illinois with my uncle Jim and took my visit to Iowa, and then my other two visits were here in Virginia Tech. But um, he kind of let me do my own thing, and when it came, boiled down to it, this is um, – you know, I had a really good relationship with Coach Mester, who was here at the time, who unfortunately not here anymore, But, and I also had a really good relationship with Coach Borelli, which I'm, you know, I'm still thankful I do have, and I'm still thankful he's here. Um, like I said, this is the place I just felt more comfortable and where I was best fit to accomplish my goals. And it was, you know, it was a weird situation, the whole Illinois thing, you know. Um, it's hard for a family member to recruit you, you know. It, it's it's a little, you know, you, you don't know where, like, lines are stepped or how to do it and um, I think that was a little
0: weird for my uncle but I, in the end I think um, you know it
1: worked out alright for both of us
0: do you feel it would have been weird for you I mean you mentioned it was weird for your Uncle Jim do you feel it would have been weird for you if you went to Illinois and wrestled for him um, yes and no I mean I wrestled for my dad four years in high school
1: so I think I would have been used to, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm sure they have similar coaching styles you know because they wrestled for the same coach in college and grew up in the same house so I'm sure it can't be too far off but um, no I don't think so I guess I kind like I said before in other interviews I've done. Um, I kind of wanted to go my own way, you know. My dad, my uncle went to Iowa. and My uncle was at Illinois. And you know, I don't want to say I was living under their shadow the whole time because I still am a little bit, you know. Every time I, you know, somebody say they ask me about my dad or my uncle, you know. So I kind of wanted to get away from that a little bit and do my own thing.
0: Do you feel you have any pressure here at Central to try and live up to their legacy at all, or just again like try and do your own thing?
1: uh no I mean, no i mean not here at central because you know they they went to school a different time period you know 20 30 years ago a different you know they had iowa had a whole different set of expectations back then but like i said no i kind I of don't, i don't really feel pressure for that i do my own thing and i know at the end of the day my dad will be proud of me he wants to see me accomplish my goals just as much as i want to accomplish my goals and um he's
0: willing to do anything to help me but no i don't think there's any pressure there all right so now it comes the part I think you'll excel at. This is a game we call <laughs> Hot Takes. So, first question for you, my good sir. I know you're very adamant about this on Twitter. Yeah. Does pineapple belong on pizza?
1: Absolutely not. And Explain. That's the hottest take in the world. It just has no place on pizza. You know, my roommate, Newt, gets it all the time. I think he gets it on purpose, actually, when we order pizza, just to make me mad. But there's no place, no room in any world, any country, any place for pineapple on pizza. It's just absolute travesty. Why, why do you feel that way, exactly? I just don't think fruit belongs on pizza, and, and I just don't think pineapple and pizza go. to no. I mean, you're gonna tell me you, you you want pineapple? Do You like pineapple on your pizza? I actually do. I love a good uh, Hawaiian uh, pizza. I'm gonna be honest with you. I see, do. I might have to walk out here, but no, I, don't, I I just I just think you know my my traditional pie. You know, you got, you got your meats, maybe some veggies, but no pineapple.
0: Okay, so then the next question would be, I guess, up, But you're more a New York guy or more of a Chicago guy? Ooh, no, uh, New York.
1: Yeah, um, I like the the. Uh, long pieces, like kind of thinner crust. I do like Chicago, because um, growing up I had a lot of Chicago-style pizza. Like my dad's family's still in Chicago a lot, so we'd always go there and get Chicago pizza. But I do like the the larger New York style. All right, Marvel or DC? Um, I'm not a big comic book guy. Um, I guess Marvel, the big Guardians of the Galaxy guy, and they're right. Marvel, right? Yep. Yeah, so Marvel.
0: Alright, who's your favorite about that squad? Would it be like Groot, or Drax, or Star-Lord? Oh, okay, the first
1: movie is definitely Star-Lord. Uh, volume 2, uh, I, like, I think Drax was the best in Volume 2. I think he was really funny, and then obviously you know Rocket's
0: always great, but I think Drax was the best in Volume 2. It's funny you mentioned Drax. Next question. <laughs> WWE, as a wrestler, uh, yay or nay? That's my question for you. Um,
1: we got, kind of, you know, I, I I like, okay, so not currently, the old school WWE, you know, you had Stone Cold, The Rock, all those, the, the classics, you know, and we always kind of talk about it, like, just jokingly on the team, like, watching old clips last year, us kiddos on the team, Austin Severn, was, you know, we'd always send each other clips of all the old stuff, and, and we'd just sit back and laugh at, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin, we all love him, so,
0: yes, I guess, yeah. because remember his uncle Brad, a little stint. Like, yeah, exactly, perfect. yeah. All right. And um, what's good, that's not even the one thing you're really passionate about, that's Cleveland sports. Yeah. First of all, the Browns, 0-16. Oh, huge ass jumping in, huge ass say he's going to jump in, you know, the, like whatever it was, whatever. I can't think of my Lake head. Lake Erie. Lake Erie, thank yeah. you. Uh, Why was he taking the season just as a whole, and whose comments about jumping in Erie? Uh, well,
1: hopefully, number one, hopefully the Browns are turning it around. They started, they've done some good things with the front office guys they hired um, in the past couple months. You know, John Dorsey is a really good hire, and I think, you know, Alonzo Hightower and some of the other guys they brought in will be really good for us. But I mean, right now it's rock bottom. You can't go, can't get worse, you know? In my whole life, I think I've seen one winning season in one playoff game, and that's just terrible. I mean, I know you guys, guys, the Lions fans, have been kind of equally as bad, but the Browns had just been like the joke, laughing stock of the NFL for 20, what is it, 28 years now? So, um yeah, it, it can't get worse than that. And, you know, I, I, my dad always talks about how, you know, the Browns were always the city's pride, you know, when he was coming up in the 80s and the 70s, and they were their pride of the city. And I think with my generation, the Browns have kind of alienated themselves, and I think you see the Indians have kind of taken over as a more popular team in the, in the city because they've been
0: consistently good our whole life. So then that's the next question. Oh, one more question about the Browns. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, <sighs> Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. Pick one that you can take
1: number one. Who <sighs> that's tough. Up? Um, all right, so I have to say this. I'm a big part of my take. I don't know if you listen to part of my take at all, but they're the f- official Josh, Josh Allen podcast. So I got to back up my boy as being an A.W.L. Um, Josh Allen, um, those big hands. You know, I mean, everyone's talking about the big hands of the combines, and he. I, I liked what I saw when he played us in the bowl game. Man, that guy. Uh, he has a laser arm. Um, I don't know, though. It's, it's tough to tell. Hopefully, we picked the right guy because we've missed on so many of them. You know, and we have. A lot of picks, you know, I'd be fine with I really any I, I four of those guys, and you know, I, I think we got four if Saquon Barkley's there, we got to go that, or Minka Fitzpatrick.
0: Would you go Barkley one and try to take one of the quarterbacks left, or would you go quarterback first uh, this, and then see where it goes?
1: That's tough. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it depends how they evaluate the quarterbacks, you know, if. If they get if they get their get good scores and they're high on their boards, and you take it at one. You take the guy, best guy there. But if not, yeah, I think you could because there's no way there's one of them is going to be there at four, you know. And so I think
0: that, that yeah, that's not a bad option. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Obviously, still top of the AL Central. It's quickly depleted. Maybe it's just me. They got some good young pieces, but I also feel like pitching is kind of aging. With Houston, New York kind of taken off, do you feel the window is kind of closing to bring in a championship? Uh,
1: yes and no. I think they still have a couple. I'd say two or three more years in that window. Um, I still think the future of the franchise is still pretty solidly and uh, like you know, in place. You got Mejia coming up in the minors. Lindor and Ramirez are still their core guys and. They're, what, I think 23 years old. So the future's still good. But you're right, the pitching's getting older. Um, I was really disappointed last year. Everyone in Cleveland thought last year was our year, you know. Um, that was the team to do it. And a lot of people are mad now because they let some guys walk, you know, uh, Carlos Santana, Jay Bruce, Brian Shaw, Joe Smith. But, you know, going into um, 2016 year, they actually should have won the World Series. Um, no one really expected that team to, you know, do anything. But, um, I mean, people forget that team won 102 games last year and had the best record in the American League. So I think they're going to be okay. Their lineup's going to be okay. And I still think there's one or two moves still coming this
0: offseason. I'm not sure what yet, but I still think there's one or two. All right, then Cavaliers. uh, End of the season. Does LeBron stay or does he go? See, I've had a lot of
1: people ask me this. Right now it's a a dumpster fire. But um, it all depends, um, A, how they do in the finals, and B, what he thinks he has left in the tank. You know, I think um if he wants to be competitive, he might stay in Cleveland. If that series is competitive in the finals if they win, he might stay. If he win, he also might leave, depending on um what he wants to do. But I think if he if he wants to if he's accomplished all he wants to accomplish, he might go to LA and kick start his career after basketball. You know, he might go to LA, play with his friends, whatever and play bet still be in the NBA but not as prevalent as he is now. And you know, um if it's a competitive series and they lose, you might fire him to come back to Cleveland again or go to Houston. I mean, I I only really, really see him going to three places: LA, Houston, or staying. Hopefully, he stays. But um, right now, they need to figure a few things out. Probably make a couple of trades before they, we even talk about making the finals.
0: Now, if you're the Cavs front office, do you dare trade that first round pick from Brooklyn for the Marcus Cousins or any big player? Not like
1: Cousins. That? I don't know. I don't think Cousins would help, um, but I would. Cause right now the Brooklyn's pick pick isn't looking as sexy as we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year. Cause the Nets are having a better year than people thought. Um, I'd say yeah. If, it has to be the right fit though. You know you can't. Um, I'd say you have to get more than one player. Whether it's where people were talking about maybe the uh, to the Clippers for Jordan and Lou Williams. I don't know how plausible that is, but cause especially because the George Hill talks
0: are picking up. But yeah, I would I would trade it. Yeah. All right then. Uh... You are from Cleveland. That's a big uh, rock and roll city. You yeah. Big, you big rock guy? Oh yeah, or, I love it. Yeah. If you had to pick like a couple bands, a like, couple you've of been bands. L- listen, listen to like a lot nowadays. What you who are you listening to? Um, let's see. Classic rock wise, um, I like CCR a
1: lot. I like uh, Leonard Skinner. My dad's gonna kill me, but I like Led Zeppelin. Um, let's
0: see. What else? I you said your dad was gonna kill you for singing? Yeah, he doesn't like, like Led Zeppelin. Why is that? I
1: don't know. He just doesn't like it. My dad. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like him. I don't know why, but he always used to make fun of us in high school if we listen to him in the room. But, uh, like, uh, let's see here. I like the Eagles, um, the Rolling Stones, uh, Dire Straits. Um, yeah, I'm actually a big classic rock guy, you know. What about modern kind of rock? Like some
0: newer stuff. Newer <laughs> stuff, yeah,
1: um, absolutely. Um, big Cold War Kids fan. Um, let's see, who else did I like?
0: Uh, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think. Take your time. Yeah, um, Grant's gonna edit this. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grant.
1: Yeah. Uh, Black Keys, I like a lot. Um, who am I thinking? Uh, Arctic Monkeys. I like that kind of stuff. I'm big into kind of. I'm not big into bands, but I kind of like the new
0: modern alt rock. Kind of get kind of like indie sound too yeah, really too. yeah. 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 Hundred percent you Assuming also a DraftKick Murphy's fan too. Oh yeah, I love him
1: because yeah, that was my walkout song for three years here, and I went on something different. But yeah, uh, like I said, where I come from, uh, West Park, Irish music's kind of big, you know. So even not even more traditional Irish music,
0: which is fu- it's fun, yeah. All right. So you mentioned you're younger. You played a lot of sports. Other than yeah. wrestling and baseball, what else did you do?
1: Uh, I played football for my uh, for my grade school growing up, which I was again not very good. Um, you know, but we always, um, but well not, maybe not as many ordinary sports, but I lived in a cul-de-sac, so, and there was probably 10 kids on our street, and we'd, we'd always played basketball in the street. We had moved the hoops up to the curves and draw a court in the cul-de-sac and play full court in the street, which was always fun, and we were always doing stuff like that. I was always outside playing any sport I could when I was a kid. Um, wrestling still took up most of my time, even when I was doing other things, but I would try to get involved. I'm a big golfer now, still today. Um, Again, I'm not very good, but uh, I play a lot of golf. Even whether I'm at home or whether I'm here, um, me and a couple of my teammates, CJ Brocky, Ellingwood, and uh, Newt, sometimes and Hunter, we like we golf a lot here in the summer. And so we're we kind of been joking like when it's it's been like it up to like 50 degrees a couple times this winter, and we're like, hey, this course is good enough. Let's get out there, you know. So
0: so out of the five of you, who's the best golfer? Depends on the day. <laughs>
1: uh, I like to think I'm the best, but. Uh, it really depends on the day, because we could all be horrible, or we could all be decent. So it really depends on the day.
0: Alright, so, I would see you as this great athlete, but you mentioned you wouldn't burn the best golf or the best uh, football. Mm-hmm. What do you suck at? I mean, I know this kind of comes across as a weird question, but what's one thing you're not that good at? Oh,
1: man. Uh, a school, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I guess. I've, yeah, like I'm not good at. It. I like to. I think okay. So I say I'm a lot better at things than I really am. Like to, I like to think I'm a lot smarter than I am, like in school or, you know, um, whether it is you know we we play pickup baseball or we play pickup football. I like to think I'm a lot better than I really am. And pickup basketball we play a lot actually in Parfit over there, and I'm terrible. And, you know, we have some guys on our team that are pretty good. Like, Brocky can play pretty well, and some of the guys on our team can shoot. Ellingwood's pretty good at shooting, and I'm just terrible. I, I always tell people uh, I'm Windex because I clean the glass and hustle. Um, but, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, it, I never like to say I suck at anything because it's like a pride thing. But, uh, yeah, I guess there's, there's a lot of things. It's probably more things I suck at than more things I'm good at.
0: <laughs> All right, right around I don't know. So now you've graduated, I mean, how's that work now with your school schedule and wrestling schedule? You still taking some sort of classes here? Yeah, I'm in uh, six credits
1: of grad school right now, and then I'm in online class second semester. So I'll be in nine credits of grad school, which I think is a full semester course load. Um, So yeah, I'm taking, I have class Monday night from 6.30
0: to 9.30, and Thursday night from 6.30 to 9.30. So during the day, I get kind of bored, but uh, it's not too bad. Yeah, gotcha. Right. Yeah. So, so what are you majoring now for your... Uh, uh, your public guys? administration. Okay. Yeah, I'm right. doing my MPA right now. Okay. So now you've been around the block, um, what was your favorite class? that I take it here? Did you take Central? Oh, that's tough.
1: Um, being the history buff I am, I really liked, so my, as far as my history minor, I guess, um, Civil War and Reconstruction, which was History 515, which I really, really liked, and I... Try to take as many Civil War classes as I can because I think it's really fascinating. and It's kind of nerdy, but whatever, um, yeah. I, that was probably my favorite history class. My favorite poli-sci class I took was probably, uh, like I said, er, uh, Geo 340, Urban Geography, which I really liked because that stuff really interests me.
0: Who was your favorite professor here oh, at tough. tough. Um, if you wanted to just name up like two or three, I mean, I was try to pick out one. Yeah, no, yeah, no.
1: Um, one professor who I really, she was really challenging, but I really enjoyed because she was probably the best professor I've had. at uh here, again, her class was really hard, but I learned so much from her. It was Dr. Ball, Joyce Ball, who's now retired. Um, I had her twice, one for constitutional law and one for uh, judicial processes, and she was great. And then um, I guess my other Favorite professor who I had was a history professor. who's not here anymore, but I had him twice. Once for Native American history, and then the Civil War class I took, and that was uh, Doctor Fortney, who's not here anymore. But he was awesome. He he made class, like history kind of fun, and I always was joking around and making people laugh. And he was just a great professor.
0: Right. So when you're not in the band, not in the school, not here taking classes or whatever, not working out, what yeah. are you
1: what are you doing? Uh, depends what the weather's like and what type of, time of the year it is. But, okay, let's um, say
0: like today.
1: Today, all right. So now, um. We kind of got into this board game called Catan. I don't know if you've heard of it, um, but we play that probably four hours a day. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, we do, we play that a lot. And then um, we play, me and CJ play NFL Street, the game from like 2003 on the PlayStation 2. We play that probably more than we should. And then uh, I like, you know, I watch a lot of Netflix. Um, watching The Office for, like, the seventh time right now. Um, You know, I try to, if I'm not wrestling or in school or playing video games or anything like that, um, I try to stay up to date. Like, being a political science major, I kind of try to stay up to date with what's relevant. So I do a lot of reading and kind of research on my own,
0: trying to stay up with current affairs and stuff like that. Alright, so I'm going to play... So I've got to ask one hot take question. Then. Yeah. I mean, this one will make, like, impish or admirable. Okay. If for everyone who's watch The Office, you get that. If not, watch it. Yeah. Alright. You so said you're a big office guy. Yeah. What about Friends? Oh, uh, terrible. Explain. I just... One, I don't think it's funny. None of the jokes land.
1: I think it's just like a... Okay, so Friends, my deal with Friends is... I think it's a cheap knockoff of Seinfeld. Because it was right after Seinfeld ended, and they tried... Seinfeld had this great run, everyone loves Seinfeld. And they thought they could recreate it, and it's just terrible it's not funny i've seen a lot of episodes uh, you know all, all, all these people say they love it I'm, I, don't, I don't i
0: just don't see it so it's just kind, of, just kind of like a personal thing yeah all right that makes total sense now yeah last segment is all you final word yeah. what do you got um
1: final word shoot oh well, first off uh this is your first podcast correct this is correct so i'm honored to be the first guest on the podcast honored to have you here <laughs> um Final word, um, just I guess I'm leaving Central in a couple months, so thank everyone at Central Michigan that's kind of been with me for the last five years, whether it's coaching staff, athletic training, professors, administration. They've all helped me in countless ways, and I can't thank those people enough, even on this podcast. You know, it's going to be a tough thing for me to do and leave Central, and hopefully I can stay and coach and help out, but if not, um, it's going to be a hard thing for me to do. Anyone that knows me knows that, you know, for the last five years, I've cared about nothing more than Central Michigan Wrestling and the people involved in this program and this, the kids that I'm around every – not the kids, I guess, but the guys I'm around every day are like family to me. I care about those guys more than anything, and I hope they care about me just as much I care about them and their success. So thank those guys and thank everyone around me that's helped me be where I'm at today.
0: All right, that was Colin Heffernan from the wrestling team. at 157. They're not bad for a couple weeks so home in Eastern. So, Colin, thank you very much for your time. Have a great rest of your season. No problem. Thank you. All right, so that was our talk with Mr. Colin Heffernan. Big thank you again to Colin Heffernan. Uh, it's the first time. I get it. You know, he's now a graduate student now. Very hectic schedule. Thank you, Colin, very much for telling out your schedule. Thank you all Focus of communications for Central Michigan Athletics, too, for helping me arrange that. Uh, if you like what you heard or you have an idea of who you want me to talk to next, go ahead and reach out to me at Twitter, at Real Mitch and Vberg. The Berg is spelled B-U-R-G. Thank hamburger. Again, at RealMitchVberg, if you have an idea of who i would like me to talk to. Uh, then, again, you can catch Central Michigan Wrestling home again. It's going to be a little while. February 9th. That's a Friday, February 9th, at McGurk Arena at 7 p.m., they will take on Eastern Michigan for a MAC matchup. Again, you know, that's, a, that's that's one of the few interstate matchups they get. So, again, Friday, February 9th, at home, Immigrant Arena against Eastern Michigan. Try and get that packed up. So, until next time, I'm Mitch Vosberg. See you around.